Hey y'all, welcome back to You Good Sis. Hi. <laughs> I'm Alexia. I'm Kayla. And we are stressed. I am miffed. <laughs> Technology has not been our friend today, but we're going to do the thing and we're going to do it well. And are you good, sis? Well, initially, yes. We came into this, our first edit, yes. <laughs> the first folio of You Good Sis, August 5th, 2020. And I said, yes, I'm great. And so I will continue with yes, I'm great. Okay, continue. Nobody can hold us. That we, we said that before. And that was Christina. Yes. Yeah, okay, Christina, Christina said it and we believe it, right? I am mostly good. I have been fatigued but I have been able to move myself and get myself out of bed so I'm deciding to celebrate that and also still look forward to when I get to go to bed tonight yeah Yeah. so (laughs) just before (laughs) pressing record on this uh this edit (laughs) we recorded I mean 74 percent so much (laughs) of the show and these macbooks said you thought um, and we said we thought. So. And we said we thought. So we're just going to roll right into it with, ain't that a... It's funny because you said that you don't live with uh, fools. And, <laughs> and then Boy, they made a fool out of me. They sure did. These devices sure did. Okay. Sure did. Ain't that a... Ain't that um? Ain't that um? Anyone who knows me knows how this is going to start. Anyone who doesn't know me personally, now you will learn. We are starting with Black is King because this is a Beyonce household, at least my half of the household. Um, I don't believe in Beyonce haters. I don't believe in Beyonce contrarians. I don't argue with people about Beyonce because if you want that kind of negativity running through your spirit, that's your business. I myself set an alarm for 2.55 a.m. July 31st so I could watch it when it dropped at 3. And I want Beyonce to understand that her her fans that have followed her since the beginning of her career even the youngest of them we are all adults now like the ones that were there from day one are adults and we are tired please give the east coast hive a break why must everything come out at 3 a.m i was up at three for beachella beachella weekend two for homecoming on netflix for black is king i need my rest if you showed me that little crusty squidward the squidward meme that was me i when i tell you i was watching black is king with tears running down the sides of my face like into my ears because i could not get myself to sit up and because i could not make myself go to bed and i don't know if it was the emotion of it all or like me being sleepy and my eyes being dry and the ceiling fan blowing into my eyes it was just a lot my eyes were watering the whole time it could have been a lot of things but I'm glad I did it because Beyonce and Parkwood did that and everyone she collaborated with um I saw there were a lot of uh, HU people involved. Of course. Ari, Beads by Ari, her jewelry was on Miss Tina, Blue, and Beyonce when they had that shot with all of them wow. and Rumi. Um, my friend Stephanie, one of us, one of the skirts she made like two years ago ended up on Beyonce for one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. And uh, this this guy I graduated with, AJ, was just like in the back. <laughs> Well, not in the back. We're, like, directly behind Beyonce. I was like, oh I'm sorry, what's happening I here? I they say that about me one day. This girl I graduated with. This girl with, I graduated with was just exactly breathing Beyonce. Beyonce's air. I don't know. So, yeah, um, my favorite, everything was a favorite. It was just stunning. Everything about it was stunning. It was just gorgeous. Um, it also made me, like, on a scholarly note, want to look out, look out look into all of the things I didn't understand right away because I know that Africa is a continent, okay? Right. And I know that out of Beyonce's own mouth and writing, she said she did a lot of research to put this together. So what did she grab from exactly? Which countries, which tribes, Cultures. which culture? You know, like, yeah. it's not... Africa is, is a massive continent. So I want to know the details exactly of yeah. what was used in this. Um, but Move Forever was a mood, which we knew it would be. I saw a tweet where someone was like, they had like a synchronized swimming moment and someone was like give Beyonce her swimming Olympic gold medal right now 
just give it to her. Was she swimming in it? I haven't watched she, it. Yeah, yet, she was I in the pool it. with synchronized yeah. swimmers. Um, brown skin girl made me cry, and that was not just the sleepy eyes and the ceiling fan. <laughs> and Spirit, which we had before, but I didn't watch knowing that Black is King is coming out was still stunning. And then she dedicated the whole thing to Sir, and that made oh. me cry. I was like, Beyonce, why are you making me cry in the credits? So and it was just, it was stunning. It was beautiful. And for the Ain't That Um, it made me think of this book I read over and over as a child called cornrows by camille yarborough and in the book this little girl comes home and her great-grandmother is doing her mother's hair and her great-grandmother starts to talk to her about the the practice of braiding and cornrowing and why you know it's it's an intimate practice as a a black girl getting your hair braided or knowing how to braid or knowing i I know how to flat twist sorry i can't do the 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 corn it's not i I can do it it's just not as clean as i want it to be and i'm a perfectionist so if it's not perfect i'm not gonna do it but um there's a uh i don't have the book with me it's still at my mom's house but i did find a quote online that tied exactly why this i thought of that while watching black is king because the braid work in that piece oh incredible that moment where mama has like 20 foot braids and then even models and other people and other actors in it just the braid work involved in their hairstyles is just beautiful but the great grandmother in the book corn rose says there is a spirit that lives inside of you come on spirit that's the last song It keeps on growing. It never dies. She says, um, through their spirit, it gave form to symbols, symbols which live forever, um, which were in the scalp and braiding. And uh, there's much more to that, but I definitely saw parallels between that and the statements Beyonce has given about the project. Mm. Grandmama in the book also says you could tell the clan the village by the style of the hair they wore then the yoruba people were wearing 30 braids and more you would know the princess queen and bride by the number of the braid you would know the gods they worshipped by the pattern they made Mm. um you know as africans in america or uh yeah, yeah yeah As Americans with African ancestry, there's so much we don't know about the specifics of the countries and the tribes. Because even the countries we came from are not the same borders that are there right now because white people roll a lot of these borders that are in continental Africa right now question mark um but i think that a lot of the the majesty and and royalty that beyonce was breathing into this project wasn't necessarily like we all came from kings and queens and jewels and royals it was like there's a majesty to your history that unfortunately we a rich history that unfortunately we don't get to live with intimately but it is absolutely here and available and and to be celebrated and shared artistically and definitely blue ivy is king I love that. Cornrows. I wish I had that book as a child. That's beautiful. It's it's a really sweet book. It's really good. Oh my gosh. Um, Blue Ivy stole that show. Blue Ivy said, I will give you Debbie Allen Dance Academy. But who shot? I will give you hats. Who shot? I will give you a double wink. she was put on this earth, everyone knew. What did I say? When she was born with Jay-Z's face, everyone said, don't touch this one. Don't. Don't touch this one. Well, she was playing slide in Black is King. That clip I showed you. She was playing slide with her mom heavy-handed. Don't get your brains done by Blue Ivy. She'll tear your scalp up. I could tell. She had heavy hands. Oh, my God. I just had butt the microphone. <laughs> Dope. I am Blue Ivy. Um, okay, next, I've, I, uh, I've been talking passionately about the subject since 2016. Um, this week... Well, first, let's talk about Standom real quick. Yeah. Let's talk about Standom. We we often have a conversation about Standom, me and Lexi. And I said, you know, like, one time I was just like, you know, I don't think I stand any, like, modern-day people. I think that all, like, my Standom solely derives from, like past icons you know like people who have truly lived their full lives so we can take a look before we make our decisions at the whole history and then make our determinations and on my list of of, uh uh, people and icons that i've stand are frida kahlo josephine baker the beatles as a whole oh i'm wearing my beatles hat the beatles as a whole and nina simone the great nina simone and um, this week, we got the uh, admittance, the apology that we knew we should have had. Zoe Saldana came out this week and says that Nina Simone 
deserved better than the portrayal she gave her in the 2016 biopic of Nina Simone's life. And we just have to say, duh. Duh. <laughs> yeah. We knew that shit. We didn't have to see the movie for that. We, I didn't have to see the movie for that. I knew that shit. But they got me when I was on a plane coming back from somewhere and I saw uh, the the listing on the back of my little plane seat and I said, you know what? I have time. I cannot walk away. Let me sit down. Let me watch this. And yeah, it's what we it's what we all think. It is exactly what we all think. And here's the thing. She she flat out says I should have never played Nina, which we all knew. Um, but I just think there was should have been a moment in 2016, maybe 2015, who knows when filming was, where she was sitting in her trailer and she looked in the mirror with her prosthetic nose and her fake teeth and her darkened skin and her little nappy afro and said, this one's not it. This one ain't for me. And you know me, I'm saying it shouldn't have gotten that far. It should have got, it should have been, here's the offer. No. No, it should have been a no from the start, which is what too many people are learning currently right now. Like, we're getting a bunch of people, a bunch of white people, turning down a bunch of black roles that they should not have played or shouldn't play. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it was a long time coming for Zoe Saldana to make this kind of statement. I'm glad she is fully aware because even even the, the movie, the colorism is quite an issue, but the movie itself, too, the narrative of Nina Simone's life is just such a disrespect to the beauty that this woman brought to blackness, to the stage with her art, with her creativity. Her Mm -hmm. own daughter, Lisa Simone Kelly, uh, Nina Simone's daughter, is on record as saying, that's not how you want to see your loved ones remembered, by quote. So, I mean, it, it all around just did not leave a great mark in the legacy that is Nina Simone. And for my, ain't that, um, I'm actually gonna do like a, a request, a suggestion. <laughs> yes. Um, I I wanna I wanna uh, lift up my favorite uh, piece of Nina Simone's art, which is a song called "I Don't Want Him." In parentheses, you can have him. Um, and it's a long, it's a live recording where she just takes you. I mean, she starts off and she's playing the piano. And again, it's live. She's playing the piano and it's like this melancholy sound. And she builds up into this song where she basically is telling this woman, like. I, I, I don't want him. You can have him. And it sounds very simple, the message. You can have this man. But she goes into the verses in detail talking about this life that she pictured with him. And essentially, she's just saying that he kind of rejected her. She's like, I wanted all these things. Clearly, we're not a good fit. I'm going to pass them on to you. And it's heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And it literally helped me get through a breakup two years ago. But at the end of the recording, as she's playing the final chord, she plays them so passionately so aggressively and she's like cheering and yelling at her band like it was all an act and it's like you just went on a journey with her through a recording and I think it's one of the most special pieces of music ever I mean I get like deep in my body chills I cry I laugh I and then I it's five minutes and some change long and I play it over and I experience it all over again so I I want to highlight I don't want him. You can have him. The live recording by Nina Simone. Yes, yeah. we love Nina. Mm-hmm. Ooh. In this house? In this house. <laughs> As for us, in this house. Um, yeah. Our next Ain't That um, story is right here out of New York City, uh, where Mayor Bill de Blasio, insert feelings here, um, <laughs> says that uh, quarantine checkpoints are going to toughen up as far as state travel restrictions are concerned, which is something that we've heard before. There are certain lists, uh, there are lists of states that are kind of banned from coming into New York and going out, but it's not quite plausible in enforcing. I mean, mm. that was all of our first questions. Mm. How, how do you enforce this? <laughs> yes, the sentiment, yes, I understand. Practicality, how? Yeah. My question is how? Um, yes, so Bill de Blasio says that they're setting up checkpoints at key entry points along main bridges and tunnels to the city, to New York City, to screen some incoming travelers. Now, the idea is that the randomness of it all will encourage people to practice more caution right. in 
moving about if you absolutely don't have to which brings me to my ain't that um which is sitting up in my room by brandy which is a song that i play over and over and over again sitting up in my room I must confess, I'm a mess, boy. So, yes, I am not a mess. Y'all are a mess. <laughs> which is which means that I need to stay the fuck in my house because the general public is not to be trusted. Sit in your room. Sit in your room, which I it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not always fun. Um, it fucking sucks. Sorry. But what sucks more is having to do it longer because you didn't do it in the first place. Yeah. Like, my idea is just, just we wouldn't have to worry about these restrictions if you didn't have to go somewhere. Just don't fucking go. They're, they're, Kayla and I were just saying, we have been doing socially distant stuff and, and not touching people and not spending time with people we want to spend time with. And I even want to take 3,000 steps back and go back to exactly what I was doing in March, which a lot of people are still doing right now and I really admire and should have been Surely. doing. Just nothing. Just nothing. Staying in my goddamn house. If I'm not at the grocery store or Target, you will not see me unless I'm on a walk by myself. Yeah. It's just... I, I The fact that these kind of outlandish and practical efforts have to be announced and, and made why aren't they a sign that you could absolutely sit the hell down and we wouldn't have to worry about this no, anyway it, no. this would there are so many countries <laughs> there are so many countries where they get to do what they want to do because they sat the hell down and america just won't they just won't and at this point i have zero faith i have zero faith because even if you're outside of your apartment doors and the people who have not left i mean thank you thank you thank you thank you so much we are distancing but i have to take a walk i have to go get my groceries and clean them when i'm in the house <laughs> but um but just walking outside of these doors and new york now has some of the lowest numbers and it's yeah. still people with their masks under their nose people with their masks under their chin people with no fucking mask at all i mean the, the the population of people with their mask covering their full face at the appropriate times i i there isn't one and we know the numbers are really after the fact you know because it takes weeks to collect and unveil the data that really matters in the present day which is now being reported to trump which is a whole other thing sit up in your room like brandy it's a great song to listen while you're doing it. <laughs> to listen to while you're doing it. Great ain't that um friend. Thanks. Um, so I'm gonna move on to uh oh <laughs> I'm gonna move my papers. We have papers this week. Um I'm gonna move on to New York at Christmas. What a thrill. Oh, it brings back memories. So I was a um, Radio City Christmas Spectacular singer for the seasons of 2016 and the opening of 2017 till Mormon swept me away. And uh, this week, Radio City Music Hall announced that they are canceling the Radio City Christmas Spectacular for the very first time since its premiere in 1933. <laughs> Those are weak whistles. So. That. No, I'm too drunk. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My lips are too dry. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it really, it really hits home, which is crazy. But the absence of that to me is, I'm. Ugh. First off, I'm Christmas, bitch. I, <laughs> it's Christmas, bitch. Don't, don't, don't. Like I am Christmas. Yeah. Um, thought about getting a Christmas tattoo just so I can say I have Christmas year round. Y'all get it. Um, and New York Radio City and the Christmas Spectacular and the Rockets are such a staple of Christmas countrywide. Year, I mean, honestly, they're known around the world too, but not as well. But countrywide, yes, they are a staple of, of Christmas. People, tra people travel from all over the damn world to see the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. And when I was there, it just like, I wanted to be there since I was a kid. And it was just, I mean, ugh, it was Chris it was Christmas for at least three months. For yeah, me. yeah. And that, that was like one of the most exciting um, jobs I had ever. So I just, I, I, I'm really upset because I really, I, I took some time to travel with my jobs, you know, and I've had 
every holiday season away since I worked for Radio City Christmas Spectacular and I really wanted to go this year and it ain't about me but it's just about tradition and I'm sad um but you know what a pro is what is a pro a pro is that all of our Radio City animals I hope are getting a break this year I mean they're so sweet they try and keep the same animals the camels the donkeys I hope they're getting a lovely break and even more importantly Miss Monica needs a break we love Miss Monica oh my god she is an elevator operator at Radio City but she is also a counselor for us in that elevator at Radio City she is also a former uh Big Brother contestant. So we are watching Big Brother this Christmas season. And that's Miss Monica how we'll be season. Spending our Christmas. Yes. That is how we'll be spending our Christmas in honor of Radio City. We're gonna watch Miss Monica on her season of Big Brother. Yes. Conquer her season. And that's all I have. Just a little nostalgia. Hmm. <laughs> so you joined me at my opening. Yeah. It was a fun old gowns, great gowns, oh, yeah. beautiful gowns. Oh, didn't you rent the runway too? I did that rent that runway. And I got some champagne and looked back at it. Yes, rent the runway. That was give a cute us, picture. Give us a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Moving through into I, I see, see you. you. I see you. I see you. I see you. And um, this moment is no longer organic, but it will be added into this new episode of you good sis pod i have a personal i see you and that is my sexy sexy roommate alexia marie she looks so good today y'all and i showed up here in a cap and ma'am but you look cute but ma'am you look right the hair the makeup the the body it's the the only day of the week where i have a reason to look like anything this is why y'all need the youtube page for this one right here. <laughs> I'm dead. We have others too. I was looking through my closet uh-huh. and I, ooh, we'll get into that. I was looking, oh, I need to clean my closet. And there was a stack that was my old work clothes. And I said, mm, I bought all this navy and denim and stuff of things I just wouldn't wear. And also, I don't get to wear real clothes because when do I leave the house? Truly. There's a pandemic outside. I said, mm, but you know what I can do with this denim dress? I can wear it the way I would wear it if I weren't at work. Mm-hmm. And that's what she tried to and do. you wearing that dress. Thank you. You're welcome, friend. <laughs> so I see. I see. Yes. <laughs> We're also saying I see you to to Corey Bush, who beat Representative Lacey Clay in the Missouri Democratic primary for for a congressional seat. Um, Corey Bush is an activist. And so much more, of course. Um, Her direct quote as far as this, she she spoke to supporters with a mask on her face. I do want to point that out. The (laughs) article from the article from Blavity says she was wearing a mask. And she said, they counted us out. They called me, I'm just the protester. I'm just the activist with no name, no title, and no real money. That's all they said I was. But St. Louis showed up today. So she... Her primary win essentially guarantees her a seat in Congress representing the heavily Democratic St. Louis area in in Missouri's first congressional district, which was represented by Clay or his father for half a century. It ain't right. It ain't right and it ain't natural. It ain't right. Start our generational wealth here. Come here. on, generational policy, gen- a generational mindset and approaching this policy. You just mean politician by trade. By trade. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, we see you. Corey Bush. Corey Bush. <laughs> and we appreciate, appreciate you. Excited to watch all of the changes. Or, changes. You know what? It's It's... One thing I'm learning as an adult, you take all the government classes and social studies classes or pay attention to all of them if you so desire or are that kind of student (laughs) growing up and you think policy runs a certain way and then you grow up and you see how generational it is sometimes or how much time it takes. So I'm even excited for her to be in the room and even if change 
certain changes won't happen immediately there is a direct eye invested in change that's in the room to then make it can you go into very briefly her history because you said this last time yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. she um is an activist is is um and what in her quote when she says she has no real title and no real money at one point she was homeless which is another crisis in itself which we also spoke on last week Mm um yeah yeah that's what i wanted to know i think it's crazy i mean congratulations congratulations it's gonna be great we see you we see you congratulations and craction craction who are gonna be who are gonna be there i gotta know we we do know know. y'all don't know yet (laughs) but we do know we 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 have a good little lineup for the month of August. We really do. We, we got do. we pulled together um, some of our our best strings. Yeah, <laughs> and we have a lovely, lovely little lineup. But for day, for day, for day, for day, y'all got us. Y'all got <laughs> us on today. Like I said last week, we're still a bit of a baby podcast, mm-hmm. and plenty of our friends do listen. We thank you all so much. There are a lot of people who don't really know us so well, so we can. Who all gonna be there and let people know a little bit more about us? And last week was so fun with the quick, like, rapid fire 10 little facts about us. So, Lexi set up another little rapid fire for us. Yes, just like Julie Andrews taught us to do, we're going to talk about our favorite things raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. I have a history with that song. Singing. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, But first, we're gonna do. TV, TV shows. shows. Do you want to go first? Who's going to go? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite TV shows, Pushing Daisies, Drag Race. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. Before I get to my third one, Lexi and I, we wanted to do top five favorite things. We narrowed it down to top three. It was super, super hard. It's still difficult. <laughs> it really, really made me look at myself and say, oh my God, those really are my favorites. So TV shows, Pushing Daisies, Drag Race, and Family Guy. I think I've been watching Family Guy since I was in middle school. We we used to, me and my cul-de-sac gang over in Springview cul-de-sac, Louisville, Kentucky, 40245. No, 40299. I lived in a lot of places. Um, we used to find that one house where the parent didn't care, and that parent had Family Guy DVDs, uh-huh. and we would all pile down in that basement and watch Family Guy, knowing we shouldn't be watching it. And now to this day, it is just like I keep up. I love it. It's comforting. And then Pushing Daisies. Yeah. Pushing Daisies went away in that horrible writer strike in 2008. I mean, probably necessary. What was that? Yeah, you know. But it just got it was so like in that high school to college-ish blur yeah, of life. So many things canceled that just deserve to live. And Pushing Daisies is one of them. Um, it only had two seasons. It stars Anna Fryer, Leah Pace, but the beautiful Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah. And it's just like this fantastical like mix of like fantasy and love story and death and like it's just so cool so strange yeah. and um lots of great guest appearances and it's probably one of the best shows i've ever seen to this date with its two seasons and that's fire oh my goodness this is so difficult okay that i have to say charmed because i've watched charmed more times than any other series ever to exist it was the first series that made me cry i cried at the series finale don't judge me you know what judge me if you want to i don't care i cried <laughs> I had box sets of Charmed. I got in trouble for meeting my little boyfriend on the top lot before I went to school because I had my Charm DVDs in my baby fat backpack because I thought I was going to my friend's house after school. And then I left my backpack at the top lot meeting that little boy. Ooh, his, but wait, history. What I else history. was in that backpack? I also had, had a Natasha Bedingfield unwritten CD. That's it. And I had the Fergie Duchess CD. <laughs> So this is the most millennial-ass loss. R.I.P. to that backpack. That baby fat backpack filled with Charmed, Natasha Benningfield, Fergie, and Ritz Bit Sandwiches with cheese. With oh. And you know they had Ritz Bit Sandwiches like sprayed across the top of the slide when I went snack. to look for my bag? If only it had like a Tamagotchi and a little thing of Oh, hips. Tamagotchi. We used to play Tamagotchi in church. That's it. So, yeah, Charmed, for sure. Yes, I've, I I've seen that entire series maybe eight times. Um, that's a raven. I It just doesn't miss. It's still funny. It's still funny. Raven Simone is a comedic genius. 
that that's a period there there are a lot of other statements you can put along with that but she is a comedic genius but that's not even as hilarious even raven's home i told you i told you i told you raven's home is cute yes (laughs) raven's home is adorable and i love it so yeah that's so raven and you know what when we first recorded this before we had to restart because technology i said one thing but i do want to acknowledge that this is us is one of the best things i've seen on television i love this is us shout out to howard university theater arts alum susan kalechi watson who plays beth who's a great part of Um, this is us too also beth in real life Mm -hmm. when i am a wife and mother i promise you i am beth Mm -hmm. period and another uh howard theater arts alum felicia shot plays her mother yeah fierce um this is us is incredible that's that's not my answer my (laughs) i also for a hot second was gonna land on gilmore girls because i've watched that too many times and that is a guilty pleasure but my real final answer is parenthood you're cheating i did cheat i did cheat at first i said parenthood it's parenthood it's parenthood that's the answer but honorable mentions i I have to you're cheating you don't because i had to narrow it down okay parenthood but not 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 parent i mean parenthood the sitcom the black sitcom beautiful piece of work um i'm talking about parenthood the nbc series that started in the late i want to say the late aughts Mm -hmm. if not you know what maybe it started in 2011 ish Mm. i don't know but it's like speaking of gilmore girls lauren graham anyway so my actual final answer is parenthood though i cheated i love parenthood great great Movies. movies okay i'll do movies um so my top three favorite movies are embarrassing <laughs> it's a series of unfortunate events the jim carrey version not the docuseries we're talking about movies remember because that neil patrick harris shit ain't it that's Ooh. not what slaps we do like nph stuff. we love nph yeah but, but that's not what you're talking about no, the, the series of unfortunate events with nph is not it it's the jim carrey one and i watch it every single birthday and sometimes not even because i watched it like two weeks ago because I needed it. I love it so much. Um, and then Across the Universe, again, my Beatles hat, yes, but also it's just so gorgeously shot. Another like out of this world mix of fantasy and reality kind of quirky weirdo shit. I love that stuff. And then my third is Coraline. And I have a little Coraline doll in my room protecting my plants because she loves to garden in the movie and she loves to garden in my home. And I, I love Coraline. I love that little weirdo stuff like like Tim Tim Burton-esque stuff. This is where it applies. Tim, Bur- Tim Burton-esque stuff. Um, but like a studios takes that kind of style and just like creates this story that's unreal and um, I used to listen to the Coraline DVD as I fell asleep and I want to say that title menu is the scariest thing you can wake up to it's just little French girls singing I still haven't seen Coraline see come see (laughs) pumpkin spice latte season it's we're doing it with charmed Coraline hocus pocus hocus pocus Okay, I get twitches. Twitches. See, now we're now we're both cheating. <laughs> but yes, those are my three. A series of unfortunate events across the universe. Coraline. I guess those are my three favorites. Do you have an honorable mention? Because I'm not going to act like I don't have an honorable mention my for honorable this one. My honorable mention that I can think of off the top of my head would be Charlie's Angels. Ooh. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu. I mean, Charlie's I, Angels. Come on. Come on. Independent i mean that that vhs it played so much in my vhs player that the tape came out like in that old school like, yeah it was like and it like yeah. just ruined it i loved that film. speaking of vhs tapes i played miss congeniality to death um don't know how she's still intact but she is <laughs> i do have it. i love miss congeniality i don't know why i don't know why maybe it's because it was the first like not for kids movie i remember Mm -hmm. seeing in detail in Mm -hmm. theaters and then i like asked my mom if i could have it and yeah i watched miss congeniality incessantly i have big dreams for miss congeniality you um i we won't say them. we won't say them because i shall make money off of them um (laughs) (laughs) big plans um god damn what was the what was the next one i said oh national treasure National Treasure. I will watch National Treasure every time I see it 
playing on well we we are true millennials here we don't have cable <laughs> but, right but, but when i'm is, at home and my mom's and i see it on, on cable it's always on i will watch it from wherever i caught it mm-hmm. and watch it to the end i, I love, love national treasure. treasure i don't care about any arguments about facts or sh- no, no, no 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 we love national especially treasure. when nicholas cage uses that little black boy to get away from the villains and the little black boy just swindles them. i just oh oof. love national treasure um actually my third favorite is Brandy and Whitney Cinderella. Oh! I know that's not the formal name. But, I mean, it is. But that's the name. <laughs> that's, the, I, that's the name on the birth that, certificate. Now, that's, a, that's the name on the birth <laughs> That's a VHS that I wore out, but not the actual VHS. Like, when you had to put the baby cassette in the bigger cassette to then record oh, it, yeah. and we recorded it off of the TV. And so I would pop it in to the bigger one and... <laughs> watched it over and over and over we had Bernadette Peters I mean everyone Jason Alexander what's the, um, Whoopi Goldberg the, Victor Garber Victor Garber is who I was thinking of I mean, oh my goodness uh, uh, such what a piece movie. that that okay because when Whitney Houston tells you to believe some shit you're gonna believe it um, my honorable mention is baby boy <laughs> because I, I knew the TV version, but then I saw the full version, the real one on HBO one year, and I was like, this isn't. Y'all keep it Y'all keep stuff from me. <laughs> and it, at that point, I was old enough to, to be home alone, and I was like, I will watch this every single day because that was also um, a part of the, one of the pieces of the incline of my Taraji P. Henson standum. Uh-huh. And so I was like, this is a piece of Taraji that's free on HBO right now and True. I have to watch it every day. True. I love Baby Boy. True. Shout Another, out to John Singleton. Rest had, in peace. If I had to have one more honorable mention, it would have been the original Cinderella. The oh, cartoon Cinderella. Bippity-boppity-boo, girl. Because it makes me happy when I'm sad. Yeah. And then musicals. Musicals! Let's go back and forth. You go first. Okay. <gasps> Sweet Charity. <laughs> I love Sweet Charity. My classmates used to tease used to tease me about it. I don't give a shit. I love Sweet Charity. I wish that I were old enough to have gone to a Broadway theater and seen Debbie Allen as Charity. I love Sweet Charity. She, Debbie Allen was Charity. I'm sure she was amazing. I'm sure she was. We had Gwen Gwen Vernon and then Gwen Vernon and then we had Debbie and then we had Christina Cheetah. Applegate. Cheetahs. Cheetah Cheetah was in the movie. Yeah. Yes, but she was. Uh, but she wasn't. She wasn't charity in the movie. No, Gwen was. Yes. Yes. No, Shirley MacLaine was. Shirley MacLaine was. Yes. There are so many reasons to love Sweet Charity. If you don't, I don't. I will judge you. Love Sweet it's Charity. It's too good. Even for the song, uh, Christina Applegate's version of "I'm the Bravest Individual." I'm the bravest because he was the guy that is. Anyway, yes. Sweet, Sweet Charity. charity. Um, mine. I'm gonna say Company. 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 And specifically, I fell in love on my very first professional gig, which was Legally Blonde in Illinois, um, I fell in love with the recording of s- s- the the filmed production. Um, beautiful, beautiful piece of art. Um, we share a second musical, and I know it. It's the third. Should it be the third? Yeah, because you said... No, no, no. I've, oh, no, no, no. I've only said my first. You've only said your first. Oh. Oh. We do Duh. share a second. <laughs> it's Passing, Passing Strange. strange. Shout out to Stu, shout out to Heidi, all five cast members of that show. And, and the covers. And the covers. Yeah, I was going to say, and anyone who's backstage, the the, the, pit, the stage the, manager, the, the lighting pit. designer, everybody. Well, the pit members who are literally on the stage, um, we got to experience Passing Strange to the... To, through the 2008 filmed Spike Lee version. My first experience was actually at Howard because we really? did we did Passing Strange. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my god. And it was brilliant. Well, I'm grateful to Spike Lee for filming that. Yeah. Last perform- I think it was their final performance. Um, that show is, I, I mean, listen, Black. We just had sex is still one of my favorites. But honestly, uh, dynamically, that show, I mean, there are like moments that make me sob, moments that make me crack up, moments that I'm like, I can't go through my day without hearing this song on repeat. I mean, Heidi and Stu writing that show with no musical background is so wildly impressive and exactly why it works, because it's just like these rock stars came in and made this show about a real, true black boy's story, and it's just... 
gorgeous. It's too good. It's gorgeous. Um, my last show, and this is a moment where I had to come to Jesus, and I said, girl, is this your favorite show? It's the last five years. Mm. It really is. Because Jamie is again, over. Jamie is over. But again, it's just like that journey. If I'm sad and I don't want to take control of my own emotions, like I don't want to journal. I don't want to sit there and be like, Kayla, what's going on with you? I will live it through the soundtrack of last five years. I will sing it top to bottom. I will sob, sob, sob. Cause that's all you can do. There's no laughing. <laughs> I will sob and I will take that journey and act like I just went five years of a relationship. And I just like, Oh, I love, I love there- it was so funny moving to New York. My very first job was a hosting job, mm-hmm. and there were so many people in the in the regulars list that other people didn't give a shit about because it, even if they were theater, they weren't like musical theater like me and you know I'm the musical theater person who's going to research everything and I also have a pretty tight memory so there will always be people that would come in that were on the regulars list and I'm like I'm sorry so like Jason Robert Brown coming in like every week for a salad I was like is no one else hype about this? I saw Jason Robert Brown on the street one night after a Radio City performance, and he was with some lovely young woman. I don't know who she was. Could have been a daughter. Could have been a girl. Could have been whatever. Mm-hmm. Some young, lovely young woman. But I swear to you, that lovely young woman is the only thing that kept me from Jason Robert because I almost tackled him and said, I love your work. I probably shouldn't admit this publicly, but I'm going to say it. One time I was hosting, and Sondheim's assistant called to make a reservation where I was working, and I was like, hmm, interesting that's a day where i don't work so i called my friend and i said so we have to eat at my job on wednesday because sondheim is gonna be here i picked one of my musical theater friends and i was like son i said you can't tell anyone listen if i'm but ever Sondheim's i know it wasn't here. this job so this yeah. is why i'm saying this but if i'm ever on death row i want my last meal to be a duck heart hash while watching sondheim oh man <laughs> watching but sondheim karen olivo did it. have duck heart hash at that job and she sang about it <laughs> oh my, Lord. my last favorite is hades town Oh. I love Hades Town. I love listening to the Off Broadway album mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw it together on we Broadway, did. and we got to talk. We got to talk to Amber Gray at length. Honestly, and she told us that one of her favorite shows was Passing Strange. She did. She we said her favorite was unprovoked. Unprovoked. We didn't say anything and about it. And I already stand Passing Strange as you know. So unprovoked, she said. Passing strange. The words passing strange to us. We kept our composure. We talked for a good long while. And it was just us three. It was just us three. We, re- like, we're, we're friends. <laughs> so Amber Gray's episode will be coming to you October 2020. We're going to work on that. We love Amber. We also saw her together in Great Comet. Yes. Oh. Man. Oh, I should have put that d- Honorable Great comments, yeah. But yeah, no, no. We talked to Amber Gray. We kept our composure. Don't know how, and then we exited the the stage and screamed. <laughs> we love Amber Gray. But yeah, I love those you are so answers. much because we really kept our cool. We really kept our cool and talked to her for a long time. She told us to message her. She did, but she don't check her messages. So why did she tell us that? <laughs> Last one, podcast. My three favorite podcasts. Well, I'll do two and then the third because the third is a shared one. Um, I love Another Round, which had Tracy and Heaven. Um, Rest in peace to Another Round podcast. I loved it very much. We could have future guests. Speaking of future guests, because Heaven is from the DMV and Tracy is from Louisville. So why? I mean, why haven't? We should do this. Not saying we should. Be I'm friends, saying we, sh- we, we should. We should be friends. <laughs> um, it was a great podcast. Um, coming to you November. Coming to coming to you November. <laughs> Loved another round. It, yeah, find the episodes. It's great. Um, shout out to Black women doing things. Mm-hmm. Also, insecurity. Insecurity. Because I love insecure, I love. Uh, God damn it! I said uh, I've been trying not to say un um, and I'm not succeeding. Um, <laughs> you can't face it. it. You cannot. I You're I must thinking. try. I must try. You're thinking. Insecurity <laughs> with Crystal well, yeah, and Fran. Yeah, if you need like a a, a hand in hand like insecure, I'm I'm sure a ton of our listeners listen to insecure. Insecure 
a T goes hand in hand with the show Insecure, and they've now uploaded that shit on HBO, yeah. which is crazy. I mean, shout the, out to Crystal and uh, Fran. I love the perspective of it all. There are things I would never consider. There are things I was yelling at my TV that then that they'll then repeat. It they'll point out like the Easter eggs that yes. I wouldn't have caught because I was trying to tweet through it instead of pay attention to all the details <laughs> and also some conspiracy theories that. <laughs> Love insecurity. T as in T E A, as in that goes into a mug. But our mugs do not have T. And then our shared podcast, The The Read. Read. We love The Read. We love The Read. The Read really is the blueprint for a lot of things as far as the podcasting world is concerned. Yeah. We love The Read. Yeah. That's actually one of the things we bonded over that made us friends years ago. ago, We went to the seventh anniversary show together. We also have to tell the story about how Kayla yelled at Kid Fury. No, I'm the one on blast because I, for some reason, had the world's most heinous panic attack backstage. Backstage. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Backstage. Listen, how do we keep ending? We keep ending up in these situations. Like, speaking with Amber Gray, backstage at the Read Live. And I had met them before, but... We we were like ready to go home. We were tired. We had everything to do, but still wanted to speak and like spoke to them. And then as we were leaving, I, we were in the security vestibule. I had the biggest panic attack I've ever had in my life. I don't know why. I I mean I do know why, but I'm not sharing it today. Right. right. Um, had the biggest panic attack of my life. And Kid Fury is leaving and doesn't know quite what to do. And I'll Kayla kid, says, I'll "Kid Fury's out of his stage door." His, his Kid Fury's Apollo stage door. Excuse me. At this point, I can't see. I can't hear. I am sweating. I am stripping. I am begging for water. The security guard thinks I'm drunk and need to be escorted somewhere. I'm like, I just, I just, I just can't. Don't. So there are a lot of things happening. And Kid Fury goes, is she okay? And Kayla, Kayla goes, no, she's not okay. I was scared for my friend. We finally get in the Uber. And all of my senses are coming back to me. And Kayla just goes, I yelled at Kid Fury. We better. are such fans, and that you but know he knows better because well, I, uh, which is why which is why he just continued to well, go. This, this is, is why it. people thought Lexi was drunk. Lexi was not yeah, drunk. I was, not I was drunk. scared for my friend. We personally had not been in this situation together yet, mm-hmm. so I, I I know how to handle these things. But I think when someone's going through us a panic attack to me a clear panic attack because that's my friend, and someone asks a question as basic as "Is she okay?" when my friend is on the floor I said no <laughs> and I'm not about to lie so what are you gonna do is really what I was saying but Fury walked out that door and I said you right that's not your responsibility this is my friend <laughs> And the the best no the best part about it was that we were supposed to be cool girls that day like we were we were supposed to hang out after they were like oh we're going to so and so do you want to go and we were like mm, no we're tired thank God we said no because if I had had that panic attack face first into some spinach and artichoke dip and I just saw me falling asleep at the table so we just both knew our limits but if the circumstances were right. The moral of the story is we love the read. <laughs> the read. Um, mine are obviously the read. Um, and then my favorite murder. Shout out to Georgia Hardstark and Karen Kilgariff, the baddest white bitches in the game. And then um, Drag Her, which is the only drag race podcast hosted by Nicole Byer and Mano Agapian. They make sure that you know that it's the only drag race podcast and again it's a pairing podcast so you can watch drag race you can go hand in hand back to drag her every single week it comes out two days after the episode i love 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 drag her and also coming to you december 2020 nicole buyer please get on this podcast please girl because we are both black weird ass queer virgos and i'm just like be my best friend that's it yeah (laughs) i've been waiting to say that my whole life. I'm go. trying every day to form like my DM to Nicole, Nicole Byer in my head. But see, this, no, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. Like, standum, it doesn't look to us like it does 
in general. You get what I'm saying? Like, my level of standup, as I say all the time, is in the suburbs. Like, I go off, I will talk about these people, I will listen to these people, I will, but I don't know these people. Yes. If I ever am face to face with these people, I can form complete sentences because I see them as humans I do not know yes. who have created work I appreciate with the spirit that I feel like I could connect to if I did know you. Yes. That's a Nicole Byer moment. That's a Nicole Byer moment. Nicole Byer, please come on our podcast. I promise I won't say nailed it. Oh my God. <laughs> she doesn't promise that. She promises she'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and that is everything. That's all of our favorite We all gonna things. be here. So nothing's changed as far as the fact that we are still not therapists. Damn. <laughs> really thought we were. No. Nope. Really thinking about changing careers. We could be. Honestly. Oh my God. But for in the meantime, we are your a very uneducated as far as therapy goes, therapist. But we. We're very passionate. A lot. We do. We've lived a lot. And um, we have our first letter. Kayla was in the bathroom, I think, like detangling her hair. And I was just like, Kayla, we have a letter! Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, what is our first letter? Our first letter this week is from Sarah. Okay. And she says, What are some ways that you incorporate self care when you're feeling overwhelmed? Which is a pretty straightforward question yeah. that I feel like can go 3,000 ways. So I'm going to be as succinct as possible. Okay. My favorite way to incorporate self-care is actually discipline. Because I like to acknowledge... I like to acknowledge the behaviors I fall into when I need self-care the most. And, you know, do and entertain them a little bit. And then fervently do not that. Like when I need self-care the most, I know I sleep a lot. I know my eating habits go to trash, whether that's not eating much or not eating anything good for me or eating a lot of things that I'm not allergic to, but really sensitive to. Um, So I'll try to do them a little bit and then be mindful of it. Like I'll say, okay, Alexia, you're stressed. Take a nap. Don't sleep all day. Like take a nap. When this alarm goes off, you have to get up. You have to get up. Or like, Alexia, you really like tomatoes, but they irritate your eczema. Just so y'all know a little bit more about me. Um, you like you really like them, so you're stressed. Make a caprese salad, and then don't buy another carton of tomatoes for a month. Like just you know, like give yourself what, what you says. want. Give yourself what you want and be honest about what you need in the very next breath because what you want and what you need are both important. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I was immediately, um, when you read that, I just thought about what I'm currently going through, which is, yes, this week was a very overwhelming week for me personally. Um, but what my self-care looks like in this moment, and I've always a kind of obsessed about this definition of like what self-care is because on uh, social medias, on Instagram, it is glam, right? It's like, take a bath, wear a face mask, blah, blah, blah. That's not all that self-care is, right? Like self-care for me this week, I had a very overwhelming week and I started to see it is discipline. I started to see those habits that I've incorporated into my life just to make so that I wake up the next day and go, oh, no regrets. You know, like Mm -hmm. those things started to slip. And (laughs) for me this week, that looks like brushing my teeth before bed. Yeah. I, 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 I understand. I know that a lot of people just brush their teeth in the morning and it's hard to get to that second brush at night. I know a lot of people either floss once or don't floss at all and it's hard to get to the first floss or the second flossing. Um, I, as of the last two years, because I had a lot of dental issues, had to incorporate brush in the morning, brush at night, floss in the morning, floss at night. And I've lost that second half, that night portion, just because I'm getting so tired, so beat out in the day that I'm just like, fuck it, I'm going to drink this glass of wine and I'll just pass out right here. You know, and I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I have that dry purple tongue and I'm like, Mm. bitch, (laughs) no, don't play yourself. So it's been about a week of that and I'm like, 
brush your damn teeth. Yeah. So I brushed my teeth last night, and this morning I woke up with a slightly less dry mouth, and I just said, oh my God, thank you. And that feels like I'm getting back to the things yeah. that just set me up better for the next day. And I realized, like, even me, I need a little bit more of that than the normal person. Sometimes I have to lay out my clothes for the day. Sometimes I have to hour by hour plan mm-hmm. out my next day so that I don't feel overwhelmed the next day. That's what that is for me. And those things are needed now more than ever. And I think just listening to that and being like, okay, these are the extra steps that you need to pay attention to because shame is common, you know, especially in this time. Shame is common for ourselves. And I think if you can remove those little parts of shame that are just like, girl, get your shit together, you know, one by one baby steps and they start to become habits again. That's that's self-care. As much as discipline helps me when I need to practice self-care because like you said some people like to lean into just the frilly and comforting and fun parts of it but the discipline side of it is equally important if not more so because I mean when your parents care for you they tell you what you need to do and not do right got to do the same with yourself but sometimes I let myself lean into whatever the hell I really shouldn't do just for that one day like maybe I will stay in the bed for this whole entire day and it's okay because when I want to do it tomorrow, I'll be like, Alexia, no. Yeah. <laughs> you did that already. You yeah. did it. It's time to move on. Yeah. And what's nice about quarantine, too, I mean, I don't know how everyone else is feeling, but I've somehow, somehow jobless made myself super busy this quarantine. Just, I mean, through virtual things, I guess we just found our ways. But now, since I find that I'm super busy for some reason, um, I literally schedule in one whole day because we can. Pre-pandemic, we couldn't do this. I schedule in one whole day. I mean, maybe. <laughs> nine to fivers on the weekends yeah but I schedule in one whole day just to go that's mine I'm gonna stay in bed I'm gonna smoke all day I'm gonna whatever that's mine yeah and I make sure that I do that yeah. yeah I um the day we got this letter I saw this post a few hours before where this woman on Twitter she broke down self-care as far as love languages are concerned because we talk about love languages with other people but she's like what do these languages look like within ourselves she's like if your love language for yourself is physical touch have a self-care spa day Mm -hmm. like exercise do some yoga something with your body or put a face mask on if it's it's so funny because the day i saw this i did all of the things for myself my primary (laughs) love language as far as receiving is acts of service but it's also huge as far as myself care routine and her list was creating a budget setting appointments planning your week cleansing your phone and cleaning and I had done all of those things in the day and then I saw that post and I was like that makes sense that makes sense when it's quality time if if your primary love language is quality time delete your social media apps for a day because you're not spending quality time with yourself yeah doing it for yourself yeah and then with receiving gifts like buy that one thing off your wish list that you weren't so sure if you were gonna get get that one thing give yourself a treat like order the bear burger yeah order the bear <laughs> burger we did do that so yeah yeah mine yeah. is mine is words of affirmations and, and and on here you listed sing affirming songs daily mantra affirmation phone backgrounds um i literally do that i i change my phone backgrounds because i think it's also an aesthetics thing i just mm. make things pretty and then i will just like I mean, you saw me the other night. I had to just rock out to music for hours. I just blasted it. I jumped on my bed because, like, the words just speak to me again. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that is super helpful. Yeah. And whew, we made it <laughs> to full out no marking. We're going full out. Ooh. Are my... Yeah, yeah. I can... I have, I have two. One I can make real quick. Okay. I think both of them can be quick. Okay. We're going to go for it. Let's do it. I have, of course, been binge-watching Moesha. It hits differently when you're an adult, <laughs> which is crazy because now as an adult, especially our age, like, it's between Moesha and her dad and stepmom, so... My perspective is jumping between the two. I Most see. of the time, Moesha's wrong because she's terrible. <laughs> but, 
when she said my best friends are always on my, on my mind, she was fucking lying. She does not look out for her friends. <laughs> she was, she was, that was a lie. But D is the D is the only character who has sense really? on that show. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched. I haven't She's the only character that makes sense on the Shirley Ralph appreciation moment. Shirley Ralph was the original Dina in Dreamgirls on Broadway. Yes. And when she graduated from Rutgers University, she was at the time the youngest woman to do so wow in the school's history how old was she do you know she was 19 whoa we love shirley roth i also she's one of my favorite instagram follows it's also has one of the most iconic bridal party lineups you have ever seen in your life look up shirley roth's bridal party yeah (laughs) look it up look it up (laughs) anyway um i'm here going full out about how frank mitchell is terrible the dad Frank Mitchell is awful. Every time they get in the argument, Dee's like, oh, let's go into the other room or let's send the kids to their room. Frank just want to argue right now. And his argument's always dumb. It's always stupid. Also, I'm not, for anyone who didn't grow up watching Moesha like I did, I'm not going to spoil to you while we're really mad at Frank Mitchell. Watch the show and you'll find out why we're really mad at Frank Mitchell. Because oh, no. it's justified. Oh, but also, oh. the episode I watched yesterday... This man bid on owning a dealership. He's a car salesman, but he wanted to own his own dealership. Bid on owning it with money the family did not have. Proceeded to ask his wife for her savings and say, oh, she's like, oh, that's uh, what? Also, that's not going to be enough. Then said, oh, well, we can dip into Miles's, the baby's college fund. And it's going to get worse from here? It gets worse? Frank Mitchell is the villain oh, of the story. No. First runner-up, Moesha is the villain of Moesha. In real life, Kim Parker is the protagonist. <laughs> Those are the facts. You heard it here. You, it's a fact. It's true. And you know what, Kim Parker? That spinoff, The Parkers? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quality. Yeah. Ooh, Moesha didn't deserve her as a friend. Also, Countess Vaughn. Ooh comedic timing we love it um i'm very upset with mother nature right now because she does not know how to read a room i'm very upset my skin has erupted to a point where it has not looked since 11th grade i am fatigued like crazy as i said all i want to do is be in my bed my appetite is so very confused and my uterus just wants to fall out there is a pandemic outside this this is this is for every person person regardless of identity who has a uterus that falls out on a regular basis we are upset we have been wronged read a womb read a womb this is not the time not the place especially in a black woman what is that little meme that's like there oh my god there's this meme where this black woman is drowning and they're yes. like oh you're so strong you're so sh- <laughs> and they give her a high five the hand just sinks oh, that's what the period's doing right now this, like, first of all, Mother Nature, I know I'm not pregnant. I'm inside. It's a pandemic. Don't need the notification. I don't need the notification. Dramatic notification. But since I do have the notification, I'm using black-owned honeypot. Ah. Honeypot products sold in Target. Still, the drama, the drama, why? Also, like, why the most, why the drama? I don't get it. Like, my skin doesn't normally do yeah. this. Maybe a little bloating every now and then. But why, why the drama? I haven't been doing anything. I've literally not been doing anything. Yeah. If you could just calm down. I'm sorry, mama. Her birth control keeps that shit in check. Another reason to not go off. Mama. I bought two new skincare products because homegirl, as in my entire body, didn't know how to act. Yeah upset and that's what I'm full out about because <laughs> my uterus is falling fully out I'm sorry mama um okay my full out I gotta gather my thoughts um so we all know I've been watching The Bachelor since 2001 this year this season uh we're supposed to be The Bachelor has come out with endless content first off endless content I have not mm-hmm. seen No Bachelor since uh, last year, honestly, we've had plenty of content through the quarantine. Um, so in the meantime, what they're doing is they're airing a show called Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever, where each episode they recap an entire season, just so people can catch up on the history of it, I guess. 
they have proceeded to film with the next season of The Bachelorette. This next season of The Bachelorette is going, uh, well, The Bachelor is going, The Bachelorette is going to be Claire Crawley, uh, who was a past contestant of The Bachelor. She was not on recent seasons. She is getting a lot of nota, uh, a lot of credit for being an older Bachelorette, quote unquote. She's 38, I think, turning 39. Um, and something, something in me knew that Claire was not gonna be it. And I mean, I'm magical, so I knew, but something in me knew that Claire was not gonna be it. The rumors are, Claire started filming her socially distanced season. I guess they're staying at a La Quinta, a La Quinta in California. No, they're not. They have started recording their socially distanced seasons. They flew all the guys out there and quarantined them in advance. They flew Claire out there, quarantined them in advance, started filming the season. They got 12 days in and Claire pulled out because she found the person she loves in the cast. So now we've got our second Black Bachelorette. Really? We've got our second Black Bachelorette. Next season will be our first Black Bachelor. So we got two in a row, and it's Tasha Adams. Oh, Tasha. I mean, Tasha. Tasha. If they were casting girls for Tasha's season, I mean, <laughs> damn. Tasha is so fucking stunning she is a beautiful beautiful woman aesthetically she is also uh as far as tv portrays to me as far as instagram portrays to me just an upstanding uh upstanding woman period she's strong as hell she speaks her mind but she's soft she's gorgeous she has these big beautiful doe eyes huge boobs which is just like me being a dude um but she's she's abs an absolutely incredible choice and i'm thrilled i'm thrilled but a part of me has this kiki palmer experience where i'm like that should have been mine <laughs> i wanted to be a, the second black bachelor when the first black bachelorette came out i was like that should have been mine but i was also like 20 <laughs> so now i'm like damn it that should be mine. but but if y'all um I don't know if my real friends want to let me like if y'all want to nominate me for the bachelor bachelor I don't know I gotta fix some figure some things out but like I'll be there um I just think it's time I think we're on a rise I think it's a good time for good uh young representation in the bachelor franchise and I'm just freaking excited <laughs> what sucks is that I guess she's gonna get Claire's leftovers oh I think because they've already been quarantined I think they're gonna bring because she's already eliminated some guys yeah right? and they had already overcast so many i think they cast like 42 guys or something yeah and so they let a lot go before they started filming and then more were let go as filming started so i think they're getting all of those guys back okay and restarting over minus the one that claire took so claire's sloppy seconds which blows as black progress goes but also i am so so grateful that we not only get our second black bachelorette uh right before we get our first black bachelor but also that it is Tasha adams another black beautiful virgo woman <laughs> September virgo. and claire is a pisces so we needed to get her out of there anyway okay yeah we knew she was gonna pull some mess shit. we knew she was gonna pull some mess um but no i'm i'm, I'm super i'm super super hyped for that um and i just want to be a fly on the wall and that's my full out <laughs> i'm happy you're happy thanks friend <laughs> thanks friend celebrate my joy um and that's everything yes that's everything okay so that's everything for this episode of you good sis follow us on instagram twitter at you good sis pod follow uh send us emails send us emails honestly send us listener letters about anything if you want to know where lexi got this bomb ass dress if you want to know what black owned hair products lexi uses <laughs> if you want to know what eyeshadow lexi wore send us an email we'll talk about it because we are not therapists because <laughs> i'm on my eyeshadow is black owned um, yes send us an email to yougoodsispod at gmail.com for all of your inquiries uh, and then, of course, you're listening to this podcast. Anywhere podcasts are available, I assume, at this point. Yeah. Also, watch our clips on YouTube. We have fun over there. Mm-hmm. We be looking cute over there. We be looking cute. And until next week, you going to be good, sis? I am going to take naps. 
Oh, and be yeah. good. I'm gonna brush my teeth. Yeah, I'm gonna try not to order out, and I ooh don't have much faith in that. Ooh, I don't have faith in that either. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Bye guys. Bye.